talk a little bit today about thanksgiving and praise. And um, pastor, don't ever feel bad about going on with the worship. Amen. We can we can preach later. <laughs> when the worship's good, let it go. You know. Uh, but we'll talk about Thanksgiving. This is the month. November is the month that we traditionally set aside uh, to give thanks. We have Thanksgiving Day, right? You know, well, this uh, from the very first Thanksgiving Day, uh, it was initiated by the Pilgrims in 1621. How many studied that in history? How many studied that in history this week? <laughs> How many is going to study it in history next week? Uh, the, from that time forward, there, a specific day to give thanks has always been observed somewhere within the United States, even before it was the United States. Uh, from George Washington on, uh, each president has designated a specific day for Thanksgiving. It was Abraham Lincoln who finally designated a permanent day. Abraham Lincoln designated the last Thursday of November as a national day of Thanksgiving. Say amen for Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yes, well, that presidential decree was upheld until 1939 when Franklin Roosevelt had the bright idea that if he moved Thanksgiving Day into December, well, then more people would spend more money for Christmas holidays, and so we would get out of the Great Depression. Well, the people weren't uh, the people were unhappy about that, so they raised such a stink that uh, President Roosevelt moved it back and decreed that the fourth Thursday of November would hereafter be Thanksgiving Day, a U.S. holiday. And so from now on, we have an official, from then on, we had an official Thanksgiving Day each November. However, this day of Thanksgiving has deteriorated into the day that we stuff the turkey and then stuff ourselves. If you can't say amen, say oh me. <laughs> It's become the day that we stuff the turkey and then stuff ourselves, and then we uh, sit back and we binge watch football and parades, and, and then we all gather up into the car and go stand in line for the Black Friday sales that now start on Thanksgiving Day, right? I went to Black Friday sale once in my life, and I said, never again. Because the item that we stood in line for it was there. The item we stood in line for and bought two weeks later got marked down. I said, mm -mm, I won't do that again. But I contend as Christians, everybody say, we're Christians. I contend that as Christians every day, say every day, not just one day, every day should be Thanksgiving Day. Amen. Let's pray. Before we get started, let's pray. Father, we love you. We just thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to come to your house, to worship together, and to hear your word. Father, we just ask you that the teacher come, the preacher come. Holy Spirit, take, through, take control of this place and flow through here, touching every heart and life and soul. Give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to comprehend what your word has for us today. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. In Psalms 101, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. A joyful noise is loud. But why do we have to wait to Thanksgiving to make that joyful noise and to be thankful? I'm all about be saying how you're thankful and everything. But I get really confused when people get on, on Facebook and say, day one, I'm thankful. Day two, I'm thankful. 
Day three. Well, you should be thankful every day. Come on. As I was studying this, do you know that God's favorite number is seven? And I was thinking about that. Six days of work, one day of rest, and then the seventh actually falls on a Sunday. But why do we wait to Sunday just to be thankful? It doesn't make sense to me because we should be making a joyful noise every day. And joyful means loud. I mean, you are getting to celebrate everything Jesus has done for you. Not no man has done anything. Not no man has woke you up. That was Jesus waking you up this morning to be in the house of the Lord. When it comes to earth, the whole earth, when he comes back for us, it's going to worship and be joyful. But we don't need to wait to then. We need to be joyful now because I believe when you hear the word joy, it should just remind you, Jesus first, other selves, other second, and yourself last. Come on. If you read the second verse, go ahead with that second verse. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 3, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not uh, we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Too many times we come to church with the weight of the world on our shoulders. Can somebody say, oh me. And, and, and our minds are consumed with the problems and the issues of today and, and the fight that you had with your family getting up that morning to get in the car to come to church. Oh, me. Yeah, but we, according to the psalmist, according to the psalmist, we should come into his presence with joy in our hearts and a song on our lips in praise and worship. When we walk through that door, we should be shouting the praises of God, according to the psalmist. He, and then he lists in verse 3 five reasons, five reasons we have to give praise and have a song in our heart. Number one, Jesus Christ is God, Lord over all. Say, Jesus Christ is God, Lord over all. He is Lord over all. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Christia, not Joseph Smith, not the president, not the pope, or any other self-made, man-made, or Satan-made fake deity. There's only one way to the Father, and that is through the Son, Jesus Christ. Can anybody say amen? That's a reason to praise that Jesus Christ is Lord. Number two, it says we humankind are the product of God's hands and not some senseless, made-up, ignorant result of the Big Bang Theory or the theory of evolution. You know, that is a crock. Of course, I told somebody one time, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. God said it and bang, there it was. We are humankind. We're made by his hands. We are, the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, each and every one of us. You know, and, and we, we sometimes worry too much about all those things that we try to be uh, thin enough or, or smart enough or pretty enough or, or good enough. But you know what? Each one of those little imperfections that we have are what make us so perfectly us. 
Each imperfection that you have is what makes you so perfectly you. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the second thing to praise. And number three, we need to praise because Jesus saved us. We could not save ourselves. Any works that we do, the, the word says that we could give our body as a sacrifice. So it says we could sell everything that we have and give to the poor. So we could pray on our knees every day. We could make a trip. We could do all things. But these things that we do, do not earn us salvation. The only way we are saved is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Number four, we are his people. We don't belong to anyone else. We don't belong to the government. Amen. Wives, you don't belong to your husband. Amen. Husband, you don't belong to your wife. We belong to Christ. We only answer to him. We are his people. We answer to no one else. It only depends. It doesn't matter what people think of us. It only matters what Jesus thinks of us because we are his. Number five, we are his sheep and will dwell and eat and drink in his pasture each day. He will provide for us. We are his sheep. He provides for us. He provided for and he alone can provide. The Bible says he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He provides everything. Everything that we have is from God. Anything good that we have comes from God. Anything bad comes from Satan. Get that into your brain and then you'll have something to praise every day. Everything is provided by Jesus Christ by his substitutionary work on the cross for us. Amen. Verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I believe when you hear the gate, some people think, oh, that means only when you enter church. No. Enter his gates means anytime you talk to Jesus, when your eyes open, you are entering his gates because without him, those eyes would not open. When you come to church, this is your place to just let it loose. But you can let it loose driving down your car. You can let it loose at your house to worship God. And there are specific reasons why we should be thankful. And I was, as I was listening and just reading this, think about what God has already given us. The Passover, he died for us. He didn't die for himself. He died for us. That's another reason to be thankful. Second, the bread, his body. Could we do what he did for us? Could you really sacrifice your body for somebody else and be thankful about it? The first fruits. That is the resurrection. He's, he came back for us. He didn't come back for himself. He came back so that we will one day be in heaven. That is a reason to be shouting joyful and being thankful. Woo! And then the Holy Spirit he gave us. And how many of you know without the Holy Spirit, some of us would be in trouble? On a daily basis, I'm thankful for that Holy Spirit. Yes. He gave that for us. Not, and we want to just be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful. No, you need to be shouting. And if you're not a shouter, then talk a little louder. Come on. If you're not a hand raiser, get them toothpicks to put it up there. Come on. 
I know last night when y'all was watching that LSU Alabama game, there were some holding them seats and shouting and oh, I can't believe he done that. Well, that's the way you should be. I can't believe that Jesus did everything for me, for you. You should be thankful. Come on. You should be thankful in Jesus. Don't wait till you enter these gates on Wednesday or Sunday. Be thankful every day. Verse 5 says this. It says, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generation. What an awesome description of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is good. His mercy endureth rather. Point number one, for the Lord is good. There is no good without the Lord. There is no good without the Lord. Today, the world portrays God and the things of God as evil, terroristic, non-inclusive, and even racist. They call good things evil and evil things good. But we know the truth. We know that God, he is good. Say amen. amen. Psalms 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalms 135, 3 says, praise the Lord for the Lord is good. Psalms 145.9 says, The Lord is good to all. And 1 Peter 2.3 says, The Lord is good. Praise team, if you go ahead and make your way back up. The point number two says, His mercy is everlasting. Everybody say, everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. What an amazing statement. Mercy is a product of grace. Mercy is a product of grace. And His amazing grace has no end. Let me, let me help you understand a little bit about grace and mercy, okay? Grace, can you say grace? Grace is when we do not receive what we deserve. We are all sinners. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, right? The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ is our Lord. Grace says that we do not have to pay for that sin. Grace says we do not have to die for that sin because Jesus Christ took our place. Amen? Mercy is a result of grace. Mercy gives us something we have not earned. Not only does God provide grace in that we do not have to pay for our sin, but he gives us mercy in that we get rewarded with something else that we have not earned and we do not deserve. Do you understand that? Grace and mercy go hand in hand. Grace and mercy, there are no time restraints. There are no time limits or proportion allotments of mercy. Mercy and grace is forever and ever and ever. Amen. Number three says, His truth endures to all generations. His truth marches on throughout time. It is timeless. His truth will never change. His truth is extended to your children and your children's children and your children's children's children and to a thousand generations. John 14, 6 says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I don't care what Oprah Winfrey says. I don't care what the president says. The only way to the Father is through the Son, through the truth of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our truth and truth remains forever and ever and ever. So instead of just one day, one day set aside, 
each year. Let us remember that each and every day is a day of thanksgiving, a day to give thanks. We are the sheep of his pastor, and we are amazing blessed. Would you stand with me, and let's praise the Lord for all his blessings. Lord bless you.